Hello. Welcome back, everybody. Hi. It's another day. It's Mercury retrograde, but it is another day. <laughs> That's how you have to start every single conversation <laughs> when Mercury is in retrograde. You have a built-in excuse for things to go wrong. So if anything yep. goes wrong, we're just telling you this is the pre-disclaimer that we yep. have an excuse. Yep. And it is especially terrible because the job I do, my day job is recruiting, which is literally all about communication, scheduling, and contracts. <laughs> so those are really, and technology. So those are really like the the big things that you're not really supposed to be dealing with or Mercury retrograde, but here we are. Also, you're not supposed to be, really supposed to be that impulsive. And this morning I did buy concert tickets for a concert in March. So you know, I'm That's not exciting. doing, I'm not doing too well, but, um, I am very excited about the concert, even though it's not till March. <laughs> Wait, how does one schedule that far ahead? Like I am a very tight scheduler, but that <laughs> that's advanced. Good for you. Yeah, I know. I don't do it often, but I signed up, um, for like a pre-sale thing. I don't know. It's, it's like a long story. It doesn't even matter. Oh, they but got you. today the marketing. I know they got me. They got me good. Um, but today today, it is a very good day. We have another Lauren on the podcast. <laughs> um, so we know she's good people already. <laughs> oh my God. Um, she's had to deal with the struggle of being named Lauren her whole life. Like I have, um, while everyone else is also named Lauren. And then, but not only that, she has a, um, a badass podcast that's been nominated for people's choice awards. She has, um, multiple singles, multiple music videos. She is literally just, I don't know. I'm really excited to talk to her and pick her brain about a lot of things, but, um, but yeah, she's an executive producer for some of the best podcasts for a really major podcast company. Um, and you know, she's, she's also has a, she dedicates her time to another passion making music. And she has a very fun song coming up that we were going to talk about. That I can't wait to talk, dive into, um, I just have to interrupt to say that I'm not yep. sure if there's going to be enough space in this podcast yeah. for two really good singers because oh. I am amazing. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We might have Tiffany audition for her. Maybe she can be on her next single. <laughs> yeah. Um, but without further ado, Lauren Lagrasso, you have permission to enter. Oh my gosh. Yay. Welcome. It feels so good to walk through the door. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. We're glad that you are here. Um, we have a mutual friend, Paria, who connected us, who is also a badass woman doing crazy stuff. Um, lots of things, but we can't even get a her, get into her list. But um, she has worked with you and pr helped produce some of your music videos. And um, I that's how I kind of see I've saw I saw a little bit of your journey through Paria's Instagram. Um, so kind of want to like, first things first, I didn't know this was a national holiday, but apparently October 4th is national Fuckboy day. Yes. They worked hard. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah. They work so hard, honestly, like they, so hard, just tireless work. <laughs> I know someone's got to do it. Um, and multiple people have chosen to, but yeah, very brilliant. altruistic. So oh, I know yeah. what is, I mean, <laughs> tell us about the relevance for you for national Fuckboy day this year. Well, you know, I was in a relationship <laughs> for almost seven years, uh, six and a half. We broke up right before the pandemic, which mm -hmm. was like a really funny little twist in fate. And like February, 2020, I'm like, I'm ready to date again. <laughs> and, the pandemic <laughs> and, then and it was like, wow, God <laughs> really wants me to be alone forever. Cool. <laughs> um, but through that, as like things progressed and like when the pandemic first started, I thought if I like touched like a wall that someone else had touched that had COVID, I would get COVID. So like, it was so scary. Okay. There was no way totally. to consider dating at that point. But as things got a little bit more open, a little bit more safe, we figured out like you could test and then maybe mm -hmm. like do a social distance date. I started dipping my toes into the pool of dating. And, um, I had not experienced the apps because, you know, this was like, my relationship was pre when the apps were big. And I was just kind of like shocked at, uh, the lack <sighs> of emotional availability that existed out in the ether. And, and it's interesting to me because, you know, I would think that if somebody was in that particular situation where they were really not available to, um, be in, in relationship with someone, they would just, you know, not put themselves in that situation, but yet 
but yet you would think <laughs> they work hard. Like we said, they really do. They really work hard. And, and it's, it's a, it is a tireless effort to um, make women think one thing, do a bait and switch and do the exact opposite. So I had a couple experiences of that and I just had to write about it. And um, <laughs> I'm always looking for a marketing opportunity because I do have another background in media. Yeah. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. God, I wonder if there's a national Fuckboy day. Like if there isn't, I'm going to make one. But I Googled <laughs> it. There was. And I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity to release my song, Pretty Little Boy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. I, I do think we should <laughs> celebrate and make it more worldwide. And so I'm glad you're bringing attention to it because like yeah. you said, these guys, we should know, get t-shirts. Yeah, we should. That's what's really... not official until there's a t-shirt. <laughs> it's true. That's true. That's what this whole podcast is about. Really. You know, we just want to bring awareness to national fuck boy day, make it international fuck boy day. <laughs> yeah. We you know what? Honestly, we didn't start out that way. We just wanted to talk about, I don't know, random stuff. And then I feel like at the root of every good story, <laughs> there is a fuck boy who just managed to just really ruin everything. Or in their eyes, make everything better, enhance, you know, the natural state of being. Yeah. So, um, no, actually, a fuckboy is part responsible for this podcast. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. They help us make great art. That's they the do. thing. So, like those situations, like one in particular that really like spurred on the song, mm-hmm. like really destroyed me because during the pandemic, I don't know if you had this experience, the two of you, but like mm-hmm. every little thing that you had to look forward to became so highlighted because there was so little to look forward to. So it was under a microscope. So like if you had a moment of hope where you thought maybe something could be like when you're single, mm-hmm. like me, mm-hmm. it was like, oh my God, this is the only opportunity I'm ever going to have because you just weren't meeting other people and you had so mm-hmm. little fun stuff to do. So when it crashed, when it didn't work out, the low was that much lower even than it would normally be. So Mm -hmm. honestly, like it was treacherous, but it spurred on, I mean, I wrote probably like almost two dozen songs off of it. Dang. So, oh my gosh, you're getting your Taylor Swift on over. I was the just pandemic. about to say it sounds just yeah. like Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's to say, like, I'm not surprised this podcast was spurred on by an F boy mm-hmm. because, you know, they're very inspirational. <laughs> Honestly, that that's I mean, when, when I said that there was, mm-hmm. you know, a root story behind everyone, I was like kind of joking, but not really. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's like funny, but not funny. <laughs> hey, but, but seriously, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I, I, I have to say in this moment right now, I am truly grateful that I haven't had a date for six years. I've, yeah. I've been the same person for the last almost six years, five years. And just Isn't hearing the stories, I'm like, I, I will never, I don't care how bad it gets in this house during the <laughs> pandemic. I will never leave ever. I don't want to be out there. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It, I think it I is. Just, you can go ahead. No, it is tough. And I, I will say that like, I, I didn't have any like truly terrifying experiences. So I was grateful for that. Cause like, I didn't know if I was going to be like putting myself out there to get murdered. I didn't know what the scene was like, you know, was, <laughs> I always say, why do you have to have two to three references to go on a job interview, but none to go on a date? Like, I think that this is ludicrous, mm-hmm, but, totally. um, that said I did recently meet someone and it was like through a mutual friend. So I know that I don't know if you had this experience, I'll see, but like a lot of times when I'll like ask somebody, Hey, um, do you have anyone to set me up with? They're like, you're so amazing. You're going to meet someone. No, I've never met a human male, (laughs) someone. So like it was a guy I met through a mutual friend, but like the mutual friend didn't even think to set us up. We just kind of like found our way to each other. So Mm -hmm. I, I think if you can do that, that's still one of the best ways to do it. But online dating, I've got friends that have had good experience with it too, but I'm I'm kind of grateful for my weird stories because Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you want everything to be perfect all the time? Or yeah, no, that's, not, that's not fun. You have fun. <laughs> yeah. You got good stories at parties. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, what is I, that AJR song a hundred bad days make for really good stories or something. Yeah. Something true. like that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I, I definitely had, I mean, my worst story is pretty much out there from dating in the pandemic and I got COVID. So that was not great. Um, and it was terrible. <laughs> So, um, yeah, but then, you know, out of that birthed a podcast and I honestly, I think after the altar kind of for love is blind, the spinoff, I think that was a big push when they saw people actually cared about that. They're like, okay, we got to do something now. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, a lot of good stuff I guess came out of it, but, 
Um, but yeah, I, I just had a great idea for a dating app. And I don't know if this is out there, but I was just thinking like half of the issues with dating is, is there's usually like a gap between mindset with the two people. And usually I think the lack of emotional availability is like, nobody is actually working on their own introspection or mindset. So yes. I think that there should be an app that you have to pass like a certain level of yes. mindset levels. And then it's like, okay, then you can be in this dating pool. But if you're <laughs> rookie yes. amateur, you have to stay with the other rookies or amateurs. Mm -hmm. But then I, I guess that does type of kind of like ostracized. So you can't, no, there's I not a lot of room for growth, but I think Tiffany, I think that's brilliant. Do it. I, yeah. I used to say when I first broke up with my ex, I'm like, first of all, no more projects. That was like my number one thing. I'm not doing another project. <laughs> mm -hmm. But the other thing was like, I would say, I'm like, what if I just like waited by a therapy office to see somebody who's working on themselves and then like <laughs> looked at that pool, you know, That's I, I want to be with somebody. Yes, exactly. Somebody who's working on their own mental health, who doesn't expect me to be their therapist. Mm -hmm. That is the dream that yeah, is I'll lick your sweat off your armpits. If you're, if you're going into yep. a therapy office and talking about <laughs> your feelings and then figuring out how you can be a better human hot. for your long-term life. Oh, that is hot. Yes. And then if you add in something like Zach Efron level, where you're also trying to save the world at the same time or conserve <laughs> water, mm, you're done. Uh, conserving <laughs> water therapy. Yeah. We're all it's, in. it's over. Uh -huh. Wop. Wop. <laughs> exactly. They should have yes. put that in the song. I mean, really, they should. They definitely need to create a song when it's all about it. Zach Efron. <laughs> um. Yeah. But so I mean, a lot of your songs though have a lot to do. I've noticed with like mental health, empowerment, that kind of thing. So like, what has been? I mean, I know you got into like right. It's not, I think you got like writing music in at the age of twenty three, right? Yep. That's right. But yeah, I didn't start writing until then. Yeah. Yeah. And so what kind of made you want to start? Did you ever, when you started writing, did you think that you were actually going to, you know, perform and have a career and be doing music videos, stuff like that? Or was it just kind of a therapeutic thing at first? I just couldn't believe I was writing songs, you know, like to go your whole life without writing a song. And then at 23, one rolls out of you. It's pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, and I know 23 isn't that old, but at the time, I'm sure you both relate. Like right. I felt so old. I thought my right. life was over. LOL. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. yeah, it was like, I just couldn't believe that I got to do this thing that I had admired my whole life and that I had been so changed by like I fell in love in high school with listening to songs and then scouring the internet to find all the lyrics and figure out which ones related to me so the mm -hmm. fact that I was getting to do that I was just kind of in the flow state of the joy of creating and then as I started writing I started collaborating with this guy a friend of mine Jordan and then we started performing all around LA and it kind of happened really organically like I didn't have yeah. some master plan um, we went to a couple open mics, started booking shows out of those open mics. And then this weird, there's this weird thing that happens uh, when you're pursuing anything in the arts where people try to get you to pay to play. Mm -hmm. um, there was this company where they, they tried to charge us like $200 to play House of Blues. And I'm like, this is disgusting. I'm like, we already mm -hmm. have enough like things against us as indie artists. We shouldn't have to pay to play a show. So like, I'm just going to call stuff. <laughs> exactly. We do free all the time, but we should not mm -hmm. have to pay. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to do it. So I called house of blues directly. I'm like, listen, this person just reached out to me, but would you be like, is there someone I could pitch to, to, to potentially do my own show there? Not through this person directly through you. And the guy was like, oh yeah, I think I've heard of you. I'm like, you definitely haven't heard of me, but I'll take it. Um, and then I submitted my stuff and, and they accepted us. So that was huge. That was nine months after I wrote my first song that we played that wow. huge wow. venue on Sunset Boulevard. So things just started rolling really fast. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there was a plateau. Like I would say it was up, 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 up for like the first two years. And then it kind of plateaued out. And then back in 2018, I started finally really hitting the ground running on recording my EP releasing the singles and I'm, I'm trekking since then, but you know, it's still, it's still a process. I'm still figuring out how to get my songs heard. Mm. Um, being an indie artist is definitely not for the faint of heart, yeah. but it's my everything. And I always say, I'm like, I don't care if it takes till I'm 85, I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Love Cause that. I mean, at the end of the day, you're probably, you're doing what you find joy in. So even yeah. if you're continually working towards something like okay, what's the harm that you actually had a great time your entire life trying to do great things for yourself? I mean, that sounds like a really amazing life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the thing about creativity that 
we all need to remember, and definitely for your listeners too, is you're never going to regret putting something out that was a piece of your heart and sharing that with the world. Like that's your imprint on the world, whether one person hears it or a million people hear it, or even more, you know, the fact that you have something out that represents a piece of your soul, a time in your life, um, it's pretty profound. And that is your legacy. That's your legacy. Yeah. You leave something behind and like, Mm -hmm. you know, I hope to have kids and a family and all that one day, but I do look at my creations until I have a a little family of my own. And even after that, as Mm -hmm. my little creative babies, like out there in the world and, um, yeah, they're, they're a part of me. So anyway, that was a long-winded answer to say, no, I did not have a plan, but, uh, (laughs) it was, it was a joy to, to write music and, uh, Mm -hmm. I've been doing it as much as I can ever since. Yeah. Awesome. I love to hear that. And you didn't originally go to LA to seek out music. You were actually going for acting. I saw you got your MFA in theater. Um, Yeah, BFA. Or not MFA, BFA. (laughs) Yes, I know. I appreciate you upgrading to a master's degree. I mean, thank you. You might as well, honestly, if you do enough years in the arts, real years without school, you, you should deserve an MFA. I, I, agree. I agree. You know what? You should get like life credits towards something. You have a doctorate. Yeah. Life credits should equal, you know, something on a piece of paper. For sure. For sure. But, but yeah, Enough, so you originally went out to LA for acting. So what would, what was that transition? Cause I obviously like acting is equally, if not even maybe more just as hard as, as going into, to the arts. So like what was that transition like originally, I guess, was there, when, when did, have you, are you still doing acting too? Or is that? Yeah, I still do it, but not in the same way. So, I mean, to answer your question in a word, it was brutal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, so I came out here originally, originally because I needed three credits to finish my two degrees. I got a BFA in acting and a BA in communication. Yeah. And so I realized like, I thought I was just going to get a double major, but I realized only need three credits, get two pieces of paper. That's a great scam. I'm going to do it. (laughs) So I ended up coming out here to intern on the Ellen show. It was a four month internship. It started in September, ended in December. The last week of my internship there, I got my first ever professional acting gig. I booked it out of a casting director workshop, which is basically you go in, you do a scene Mm -hmm. for a casting director. If they like you, they call you in. This guy actually booked me directly and became a huge ally for me. He was wonderful. Craig Campavasso. Wow. Um, And so I did that. I ended up joining SAG. I was like one of the main parts, like on a lot, like had my own dressing room. So I went home for Christmas that year thinking I'm going to come back and be a massive star. Like (laughs) this is it for me. It's so easy. Everything's in flow. I go home, I come back. It's Cricketsville, USA. I'm like submitting to all these weird auditions. I have, I end up getting in with this agent, but she's terrible. Like Mm -hmm. she cancels the first meeting with me because she, um, this was the quote, a goat on the, the farm broke a water main. I mean, I was like, am I getting punked? Like what do people have goats in LA? I don't know what's going on. She ended up signing me. She left town without telling me, found out from a friend who also was signed with her that she was no longer my agent because she left town and left the business. So long story short, my whole self-worth was tied up in acting Mm -hmm. and therefore, because it was so turbulent and not going smoothly at all, my self-worth was decimated by it. Mm. And I started writing music because this thing came to me. It was like, literally just like started falling asleep, writing songs, uh, which I know sounds wild, but it's true. Like in that state between when you're awake and asleep, um, and music, honestly, yeah, no, it's one of the best creative states. Like Thomas uh, Edison, I believe it is used to stay in that state. Like he would hold a metal ball and mm-hmm. he would brainstorm. And as he was about to fall asleep, the metal ball would fall out of his hand. So he'd remember the idea and then he'd write it down. So it's a very powerful creative state for anyone who's trying to get a little download. Totally. I can, I agree with yep. that. I have like crazy notes in my, sometimes my I'll go work. back and look and I'm like, what? That's precious. <laughs> Am I a genius? Yes, you are. Um, So anyway, yeah, it it was really difficult. And I had to step back from acting a little bit because it was an unhealthy relationship. I think people don't talk about enough the fact that you can have abusive relationships with things as well as people. Um, And so for me, acting was a a toxic relationship and I had to find a way to redefine it for myself. So I I do act now, but when I do it, 
it's come to me easily. It's like something that like maybe my friends write parts for me sometimes, or mm-hmm. like I just happen into an audition. And when I do get an audition, because I'm not attached to it the way it was, it's just fun. Yeah. Um, but I think if you want anything that bad, you probably, you either need to find out why you want it. Cause for me, it was some sort of like validation rather than I really wanted to be, I did want to be an actor, but I mm-hmm. wanted to be an actor because I wanted to be validated and told I was good enough as a human. So right. if that's kind of why you're pursuing something, I think it's really important to take a step back and redefine your why at the very least, if not take a break and come back to it on different terms. Yeah. hundred percent. Honestly, I kind of went through a similar journey because I majored in theater and it, I mean, theater is also just a freaking beast. And it is, you know, I, I decided after college, like I did it for a year after college and I just got so burnt out. I did it for like 11 years straight, basically of my life. And I was like, you know what? I need to stop. I have like, I'm having like vocal problems. I got to like do this, do that. It's just not fun anymore. I feel like it's something I have to do. And I stopped and I was like, I'm going to let myself not do it for like a year. If I really want to come back, I'll get back into it. And I just never really wanted to come back. <laughs> like, yeah, it, It's kind of crazy when your dreams like completely 180, you know? So how did you deal with that? I mean, I know for me, it was not easy. I feel like I, it took me like five years probably to figure something else out, but like, how did that work for you? Well, it was a lot of talking my inner child off of the ledge, because I think that's the thing when you had a dream from the time you were a little kid and then you quote unquote, give up on it or redirect it. Your, your little self is like, but wait, what about us? What about us? Mm-hmm, yeah. And so you like, I know this sounds really woo woo and spiritual, but for me, this know, is we what love it that. was. We love Good. That. Okay. <laughs> I, I had to like literally address my younger self and be like, this is better. Like I'm taking totally. care of us. Like I'm, we're still performing. It's still <laughs> an expression, but that thing was like, killing our soul. (laughs) So, so redirecting it and realizing I haven't given up on anything. I've actually gained something. And the other thing I always talk about is like, sometimes the dreams you find on the way to your dreams are even more powerful than your original intention. Right. So, um, letting go of that other thing actually opens you up to this bigger thing. And I think that the last thing is like realizing that you can bring that dream in at any time. Like our world loves to make us think that, especially as women, we have an expiration date, but it's just, it's simply untrue. Maybe you have to approach it in a different way, but people make it or start at all different ages. And as long as you're breathing and you have passion and you have energy and you have resources, um, you can restart anything at any time. So if something's not healthy for you, then I'd say definitely take a pause. Like, you know, Lauren Mm -hmm. did, or like I did and reevaluate because life is too short to be joyless. And this career path, being an artist is way too hard (laughs) to not want it authentically. Yeah. Right. But I think most people do spend, and I think this is, has something to do with, you know, younger generation not being taught or about mindset and how things actually are working in your mental space. I am a big advocate for like actually getting to the root of what's going on. And I think most people Mm -hmm. spend their first 30 years pursuing things out of a trauma response. I know for me personally, I still half of the time I catch myself, I'm like, why am I actually doing this? And, and then you realize like, you are just, everything is a trauma response. You're trying to, to get that one little thing that you've been looking for since you were a kid. And it's like, we don't actually know what we're doing. And then you continually perpetually and cyclically do all these things over and over and they don't work. And then you, you just feel terrible all the time because your, your motive isn't actually a productive motive. So I think it's really Mm -hmm. amazing that you were, you know, able to figure out that you weren't doing that for the right reason and then pursuing something different, but then you can always go back to that and it'd be a totally different situation. You could be like the craziest, most amazing actor ever. So I think it's really cool. Just like sharing your journey that a lot of people go their entire lives and never figure out why things didn't work the way that they thought Mm -hmm. they should. And it has everything I I think to do with just your mental state. A hundred percent. That's such beautiful insight and so true. And I think what we have to realize too, is a lot of times life is protecting us. If I had gotten what I wanted at 22 and just become a world famous actress, 
I think I would have died. And I know that that's extreme to say, but I, I'm not sure what would have happened to me because when you want something that bad and in such a hysterical manic way, mm-hmm. nothing good's on the other end. Nothing right. good. You get it. And yeah. then what? Yeah. And, and then, then what? what? Exactly. You're still like, like a, a really wounded version of yourself. You're just, it's now heightened and you have more opportunity and then you really don't have to grow. So you just go down this crazy spiral of, of nothingness into a black hole. And I think that is what happens with a lot of mm-hmm. really prominent, well-known people is they get what they wanted quickly, but then they never had to work on themselves and they never figure it out. And then it's just drugs and alcohol and numbing and all the yeah. terrible mm-hmm. things that come along with that. Or bad so people I think- taking advantage. Like I could see that. Oh yeah. Like the, my yeah. one experience within, I, I did have one experience, nothing like scary happened, but like this producer tried to like come to my house and change. It was very weird. So I had my friend come over and pose as my roommate rather than setting a boundary, which by the way, like looking back on, mm-hmm. I should have just said, no, you can't come to my house and change like <laughs> change at your house. And then I'll see you at the event. <laughs> um, but like went to oh. this extreme measure, you know, but he was totally trying to be weird. Like if totally. I hadn't been completely paranoid, but the right level of paranoid and mm-hmm. set that standard of having this friend there, he would have done something. I know it. Yeah. yeah. Your so, intuition was like red flag, red flag. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that you listened. Mm-hmm. Well, then you made a transition to another artistic space. So you just are a glutton for punishment. I feel <laughs> yeah, kind of, I, I, I respect, I love it. I love to see it. Um, but so how did you get into the podcasting world? Like, cause you've had a lot of success there. So which it's kind of a newer, I mean, not, I guess it's like still kind of in its newish stage, but I mean, how did you get, when did you get into that actually? Like, so this is kind of funny cause it's all interconnected. So I would drive to these gigs in LA and I would listen to Sirius XM because mm. I had a Sirius XM subscription. I think I had like a lifelong one in my first car that I had out here. <laughs> nice. And I was super homesick at the time. I'm from Detroit. And I would listen to this show called Cocktails with Patrick on Cosmo Radio. And he would talk about all these local Detroit things. And listening to him made me feel less alone. And like I had a friend. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would like literally drive down the street pretending like I was back home, like driving on I-96, you know, <laughs> listening to the local radio stations. And I realized from listening to him that audio really has the power to make people feel less alone and seen and um, and like reach out a hand. And mm-hmm. so at that point, I don't know why, but I just started saying, I'm going to work at Sirius XM someday. I'm going to work at Sirius XM someday. And I will say, and for anyone listening, like speak what you want into the world very specifically, mm-hmm. because that exact thing ended up happening for me. And it wasn't because like wow. I took the traditional path. It was, it was kind of magic. So about a year after like becoming obsessed with this show, maybe it was, it was 2013 that that happened. And then like 2015, I, um, ended up starting out as a host and producer at after buzz TV. And mm-hmm. I met the founders, Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menunos. Yeah. And they, I, I don't know why, but I was like, I'm obsessed with radio. I love Sirius XM. <laughs> Kevin looked at me and was like, I might have an opportunity for you. So Um, He just shouted out his email at me and I went home, emailed him right away, sent him a bunch of ideas and said how excited I was. Um, Long story short, he ended up introducing me to the vice president of female content who happened to be the person who created all the shows that I was obsessed with, including cocktails with Patrick. She was the producer behind them. Wow. And I was, I freaked out. I was like, (laughs) my radio Jesus. So anyway, after that experience, I went home, I pitched her like a hundred ideas Um, It ended up that she created a position for me to be an associate producer and honor personality with Maria. So like she really fought for me. And now that I know how corporations work, I see how amazing that was because like it is not easy to push something like that through. So that started my career. I was at Sirius for two and a half years. I've been at this company, uh, Cadence 13, that I met now for, let's see it's been three, almost three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was there, like one of the things I, you know, said when I did my job interview is that I wanted to start my own podcast. So I also independently produce and host my own podcast, Unleash Your Inner Creative. And I think it's great synergy because being a podcaster makes me a better musician. Being a musician makes me a better mm-hmm. podcaster. Having the acting experience gives me more like compassion and like empathy for like 
actors that I end up working with as a producer. So it all kind of works together. And yeah, but that's my story of how I came to audio producing and hosting. Yeah, that's super cool. I love that. I know. It's like you were just the universe is like rewarding you almost. You're like, okay, yeah, you can do this now. Yeah, <laughs> The Honestly, universe totally is conspiring <laughs> to help you all the time. We just like, yeah. don't, we don't let it. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing, okay, so this is wild, but I want to say this because I think it's important. Being specific is so, so deeply important. So there's this girl I know back home and she runs the meat counter at our local market. She's amazing. And I always want to know what she wants to do. Cause I also do creativity coaching and um, like career and media coaching. So I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. always trying to help people like achieve their dreams and string things together to figure out like what their path is. Yeah. And so I, I was talking to her one day. Cause my mom's like always keeping her on the phone, like asking a million questions about like what, what the freshest meat is. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, what do you really want to do? Like, what's your dream? Like, is it, you know, owning a market? Is it like advancing here? What do you really want? And she's like, Oh, I want to work with animals. And I was like, you're in the opposite industry. (laughs) No, she's doing exactly what she's asking to do. They're just dead. Oh, right. She's not being specific enough. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, that's a a perfect example of, okay. Like she wants to work with animals technically as like a semi butcher, like working in the meat department, she is working with animals. They're just deceased. So I think I know that's dark, but it's a really important example for us to like, not just say like this generalized thing, but get really, really specific about what we want and saying mm-hmm. it out loud. Um, and, and even whittling away as we continue to say it, like, how could I make it even more specific and even more specific? Because mm-hmm. my biggest fear is Niche like, that I'll, baby down. Yes. I'll <laughs> say something to the universe and then it will be like, okay, we'll give that to you. And then it's my version of dead animals. <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. The thing oh my God. It's, I... like, it's like Aladdin <laughs> in the, the genie. It's like you, if you don't say it the right way, you're going to get exactly what you asked for. Right. Or I always think about that movie with that Brendan Fraser movie, Bedazzled. I think that's what it's called. Is I don't that know that one. I have to look it up. Bedazzled. It's mm-hmm. literally, it's like he meets the devil basically and gives like three wishes and he, like she, he wishes these things, but like, it's always wrong. It's always like, Oh, weird like a different interpretation of what he was originally thinking like i want to be rich like okay he's rich but then he's like like a drug lord or something like it's just like and he's like getting arrested and like all these things so it's like Mm -hmm. you really have to think you really have to be specific about what you're wanting they had an episode like this on sophia the first i mean i have a (laughs) i have a seven-year-old so when they showed this episode it was a wishing whale and and sophia the first she's a little princess she got to ask for three things and like she kept messing it up yeah. And totally, you know, like having <laughs> the worst experience ever. And she was like, I wish I could just take all the wishes away because they're all so bad. I think God. that's we're all the same thing. I think but it's good that they're putting up. those type of things on kids episodes now. So good. It that's is awesome. I think that's how I accidentally ended up on Love is Blind, honestly. <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, oh, you that- created that I was always so I love the bachelor and I was always I wasn't really like I'm going to go on the bachelor I was always like I would be so funny on a dating show like oh it'd be so fun to be on a dating show my friends even would be like yeah you'd be great on a dating show because I'm like always single and (laughs) just I thought it'd be like fun whatever and turns out I just cried the whole time but it was like, <laughs> I think I would have been just like you. I, I think I'd be a disaster on one of those shows. Like Pari is always oh like, God. think about it. Think about it. I'm like, I thought about it. I don't know. <laughs> it does for the people that it works out for though. Like it's pretty yeah. cool, Yeah. but I don't know. Like it takes a lot of bravery and courage to put yourself out there in that way. Yeah. I think I could do it better now than I did in 2018 when I was like 26 and just kind of just on the cusp of maybe figuring out my life for myself. Mm-hmm. And so, but I if, thought I, you know, compared to what I had been the last few years, I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally ready. <laughs> um, definitely was not, but yeah, I think I accidentally manifested that. <laughs> Gotta be hey, specific guys. <laughs> there are no accidents. <laughs> That's yeah. what I always say. I'm like, let me use my powers for good. Like, don't, right. don't, oh my God, I say know. that all the time too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important. Um, cause sometimes I'll think something and it happens. I'm like, that was so stupid. Like, why <laughs> did it happen there? Like, I didn't want that. Like, I'll think about, 
you know, a giraffe. And then I'll see like a giraffe animal on the side of the road, which I'm grateful for like the affirmation or whatever, but (laughs) it's like, why can't I like, just think about my song hitting a million streams. And then that happens right away. Right. And then actually believe it. So, okay. While we're talking about this, I have a random, super crazy story. I'll make it really quick. So I am a hundred percent on board Lauren with like all the things you're talking about. And I try to teach my daughter, this, who is seven, she just turned seven. And the other day, I was sending her to school with this. Um, we have this crystal ice water. So it's like sparkling flavored water that doesn't have any sugar in it. So I sent it to school and it's a red water bottle basically. So I said, Eliza, make sure that you try really hard not to spill this because you don't want to be that one kid who has the teacher send out emails to all the parents because you spilt red drink at lunch. And she's like, haha, that would never happen. I never smell a drink, blah, blah, whatever. <laughs> so the first thing she does when I pick her up from school that day, this was literally two days ago, she gets in the car and she just looks me dead in the eyes. And she's like, mommy, you put that into the universe that I was going to spill my drink. And I did. And I was like, stop it. No, you, no, you didn't. I'm, and I was like, this was my bad. This was on me. And I've like patted my chest. I was like, totally my bad. She was like, yeah, next time don't even <laughs> talk about me spilling anything ever because I won't <laughs> spill anything unless you tell me I'm going to spill something. So Listen. it was just, it was just a funny full circle moment. Cause I'm always <laughs> talking about this stuff in front of her, but you never know like what kids are actually soaking in right. because I mean, she's only seven. So I'm like, I don't know if she's grasping these big picture type things, but it's funny that her little soul was soaking it in and then used it in my face. You. <laughs> She's like, I know what you're talking about now. It happened. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I never would have spilled that uh-huh. had you not talked about it. And I was like, oh. She's already doing so much better than anyone I know. I mean, just the fact that she like knows these things, the kids, first of all, they've survived so much already. Like I commend you for being a mom through this because I can only, it was hard enough, like raising myself, but I can only mm-hmm. imagine what it's been like with a little one through this, like having to explain that to them and protect them. And like, they're just so sad. Cause like they can't see their friends. And so I'm happy. Like they're back in school. Cause that's, it's just been treacherous in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Like, I think we're all really resilient looking back so at resilient. a year ago. I'm like, good for you, girl. <laughs> good job. Like talking to myself. I'm like, that was hard yeah. keeping a kid mm-hmm. entertained all day long. Who was supposed to be in kindergarten. Like I can't even, I'm like, I, I could never looking back at that person. I'm like, good for her. Cause she's gone. Yeah. She gone. Can't do no, none of us can go back to who we were in 20, right. Early 2020. Oh my gosh. But I mean, everybody, like, it's amazing what we had to do and how we had to live and the things that we're able to do. We are humans are crazy resilient. We all have to give ourselves a big pat on the back for the fucking year that we've had. I know. Yes, and I don't years even now. know how long, yeah. Like how long has it been? I mean, it's in dog years for sure. Yeah, I feel like I've aged like 90 years in the past Literally. Year yeah. Yeah. I yes. think it made me a lot more honest, the pandemic, because it's just like, there's no why, you know, yeah. there's yeah. no filter anymore because what's the point? We all almost died, you know? Yep. Basically. Yeah. And, and also like you, you were so isolated from everybody. It's like, you realized, I feel like it made me kind of realize too, like who I genuinely <laughs> like spending time with, who, who is like an engaging person for me to be around, who right. is like, um, people who I'm just hanging out with just to they're around and they kind of drain me a little bit. Like, I feel like I've cut most of that out of my life, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel like, and also I was furloughed for five months last year too. So I had a face like oh, wow. doing basically nothing for five months and, which was nice, actually. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, again, that's how we kind of created the podcast too. Like, I realized kind of more things that I wanted to do with my life and my direction versus just be like, oh, sitting in an office every day, like working these hours is that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm getting a paycheck. I'm getting paid like good money, and I'm doing well because of that. Like, I wasn't. I just kind of had a. Re- I realized I wasn't happy, and I think a lot of people were able to realize that and like a lot of creativity I mean not that we I always kind of assumed it would but like god so much creativity came out of the 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 pandemic like mm-hmm. especially in the true blue lockdown times which is yeah. rough yeah the pandy the pandy the really was a creative advancer it really was <laughs> but 
Um, I mean, what advice would you give cough, cough, to people who are starting podcasts, like trying to get more traction in that space? Like, I know, I mean, I guess, what would your advice be for that? Well, I think first of all, like make sure you really love what you're doing because as you two know, it's a, it's a slog. It is not easy. People think it's just like sitting in front of a mic and it's so much more than that. So much thought goes into it. So much preparation, the editing, the Mm -hmm. uploading, the figuring out the names of the show, then promoting it, like getting the guests to promote it. Like it is not just a one-stop shop. Like some people may think or make it seem, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and, and it's difficult and you will reach a point when you get burned out. So, Uh, You have to have a plan for how to stay joyful during that moment or like how to reconfigure what you're doing or maybe hire out help. I hit that point in, uh, no, it was November, 2020. I hired my first employee up to that point. I was doing literally everything. And Mm -hmm. that made it possible for me to continue the show because if I hadn't hired Emily, who's my producer now, I couldn't have kept doing it. So, um, so I would say don't burn yourself out. And the best way to make sure that happens is to stay really honest with yourself when you have the means hire someone and also Mm -hmm. make sure that the content is something that you love, that makes you genuinely excited to talk about and hear about every week. If you're doing it with another person, that's great because you can split the responsibilities, but make sure that it's even because that also can build resentment. Like if you have a good partnership you'll go farther than you ever could alone. But if Mm -hmm. you have a partnership that's unbalanced or uneven in any way, that can be an an inhibitor to growth. So just Mm -hmm. keeping that in mind as well. Um, I would say tying into dates that are already a thing, like National Fuckboy Day. That was strategic. It wasn't like, it's funny and fun, but I did it because I thought, okay, maybe this can get me more press. Maybe like you probably wanted to talk to me because of national F boy day. You know, like, <laughs> so there there's like a strategy behind it because that has a built-in audience. There's mm-hmm. almost no woman out there who hasn't been screwed over by a guy who was emotionally unavailable at some point. So even if someone isn't like diehard for my music, they want to talk to me because I am I had the balls to release a song on National <laughs> Boy Day where right. the first lyrics are pretty little boy with your big, big toy. Love to fuck a girl and leave her on the street. So oh, my job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, like I think tying into those dates is really important. Um, it also gives you more of an opportunity to get publicity on the podcasting sites like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, because they have to fill slots. So maybe not national F boy day, but like for women's history month, if you do a whole month worth of content that is around women's history, they're Mm going to be much more likely to display you because they have to fill in a slot for women's history month. So thinking in that way, strategically, um, I always say like, these are like sneaky little methods, but like going on Reddit pages that are about the concept of your show and pretending like you're not you (laughs) like, Oh, have you heard about this show? It's my favorite podcast. This episode was so great. (laughs) Linking it there. You can also have friends do that on Facebook pages. Um, also sending out the, the promotional tool to the guests and making it so easy that if they don't post they're a jerk, that has really been helpful. Like I literally send out the pictures, the videos, uh, a potential description of what they could write in their caption, the mm-hmm. links. So it's like, you really have no excuse. And if you don't do it, you're not that nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is some serious handholding. Wow. That's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, because people and it's not because they're mean, but people are just so busy that if you don't hold their hand, totally. through it, mm-hmm. they won't do it. It's like, right. I have so much less. That's one thing about the pandemic. I have a lot less attention span than I used to because I'm constantly inundated. I'm constantly working. Um, we're all oh, traumatized. <laughs> so my brain just doesn't have as much capacity to do anything that's not super direct. If someone isn't mm-hmm. extremely direct with me, I'm, I can't do it. It's not because I don't want to. I just can't. Like, I just don't have the capacity right now. Totally um, so get that, that. That's a few things. But um, and I think also finding a topic that people are obsessed with, like, one thing I'm really seeing is anything with astrology is going bananas right now. <laughs> so if you do something astrology yeah. focused, like that has a built in audience to it. Um, if you do something like about manifestation or like these more spiritual topics, that's huge right now, because I think that the world is shifting and like changing and opening up to these things. So finding something you're genuinely excited about, but also that has a built-in audience and is a niche is also a great way to grow. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, dang, I feel like we just got a little mini coaching session. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I appreciate that a lot. 
Of course. Yeah. There's a million more things too, but those are a few little starter package items. Yeah. Well, speaking of astrology, um, I just, what's your big three? Yeah. What's your sign? (laughs) So I'm an Aquarius cancer rising and a Sagittarius moon. Yeah. I'm also an Aquarius. (gasps) Hi friend. Wow. Two Lauren Aquarius. So I have like five of my houses are in Sagittarius, but oh, then cool. like four of them are also Virgo. So I have a lot, I have a battle <laughs> of like being a cool Sagittarius, but then also a very tightly wound Virgo. It's interesting. I feel you. Yes. I have a Capricorn. I don't know if it's stelium or stellium, but I have like six planets in there. So, okay, so that's we have where the same like- chart. Really? I, <laughs> I don't know. I never know what the word is for it, but I know my chart is ruled by Capricorn. That the Capricorn shows up the most in my Oh, that's chart. so cool. Yeah. Oh my, wait, what are your big three? Um, I'm an Aquarius sun, Aquarius rising and a Leo moon. Oh, so. I love that. That's <laughs> yeah. powerful. It's a weird that place to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually had an astrologer and I swear it's like one of my favorite. I feel like it was one of my favorite interviews we did. But back in December, we interviewed her. Her name's Novi Brown. She's also an actor. She's on a BET show called Sistas. But she is like the best. She has like the best energy. But she, I found her on YouTube just like popped up. And she really helped me a lot, like understand the chart. Cause I had no idea really. It was kind of a, a daunting task to kind of jump mm-hmm. into, I feel like, but she kind of breaks it down really easily, but her name's Noby Brown. If you're interested, definitely I'll go look her, her out. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely check cool. her out. I think I, I know am. just enough about astrology to be dangerous, you know, like yeah. to think I know something when I really Same. don't. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> we, me and her, me and Tiffany both thought we were like, oh yeah, we like know enough about astrology to talk to an astrologist. Right. We were so, we were like, we I was like, wait, know. what? I was like, hold on. I was like trying to like Google while yeah. we were on. I was like, no, no, no. I know, I know nothing. I know nothing. I was like, wow, I feel like I don't know. I might as well just be going back to reading Cosmo and just leave it there. Cause that's literally all that I, I knew. I feel like I knew about astrology at that point talking to her. About halfway through, I was like, okay, I am so sorry. I thought, but <laughs> I know nothing. Can, can you actually tell me what that means? Explain literally everything to me. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah. Um, it's complicated. Uh, it is. Yeah, but um, do you know your moon sign? Yeah, Sagittarius moon. Okay, good. That's yep. a good. One. I like Sagittarius. Love it. Great little moon. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, I really want you to kind of take this time now to, um, you know, I know we talked about a lot of the stuff you have going on here, but kind of just putting all in one place. Like, tell everyone what's coming up for you, where we can find you at. And we can link all your music and all that good stuff. Oh my gosh. You're the best. Okay. So the best way to support me right now, two things, please follow me as a musician on Spotify. That helps tremendously. Like, I don't know why, but I haven't been able to like galvanize people over to that page as much as I Mm -hmm. want to, you know how it is. It's like hurting cats to get anyone from, to jump from one platform to the next. Right. So that helps tremendously because the more followers you have on Spotify, the more monthly streams and monthly listeners, the more likely Spotify and their editorial playlisters are to feature you on a playlist because Mm -hmm. I mean, spoiler alert, they're not looking at people who only have like a few hundred followers or listeners per month. They're looking for someone who can also help promote Spotify and bring attention back to Spotify. So if you can follow me on there, I have five singles out. The song pretty little boy is going to be the sixth one. (laughs) Most of my songs, I mean, all my songs are empowerment songs about like making it through some adversity or finding like the truth and the beauty, even in pain. Um, this song is very fun, but you know, pretty little boy it's, it's about an F boy. I had an experience with But more than that, I hope it's a call to action for people to ask more for themselves in relationships. And Mm -hmm. if you're an F boy, stop being like that. And if you're somebody who's been accepting an F boy in your life, ask for more Mm -hmm. and and maybe reevaluate yourself and why you're, you're allowing that energy in. I had to do that. I had to, you know, literally sit down and say like, what's going on that this is what I'm attracting, you know? And I had to, I decided to become the partner I wanted And, um, and that really worked, you know, I, I literally would ask myself every, I know I'm going on a tangent right now, but I'd ask myself every day, what would I want my partner to do? And then I would do that thing. Like there was a time when I was feeling, um, you know, insecure and sad and kind of like depressed in the spring. So I would like, I literally, I know this sounds corny, but hugged myself on the couch and said, I love you. You're doing great. Everything's going to be okay. And oh my God. Every day you have to yeah. I wake up. I wake up and have to. <laughs> That's just, so important, but most yeah. people don't, you know? So it's like, give yourself the love that you want to bring into your life. So anyway, 
Um, but that's what I hope this song does. So back to my call to action, definitely please follow me on Spotify because getting on a Spotify playlist is life-changing. Like that can propel you from being a struggling indie artist into someone who can go on tour and sell merch and like do all these things that I've always dreamed of. So definitely do that. If you're making reels, use indie artists music. Here's the thing. It's fun to use a song everyone knows, but when you use an indie artist music, not only are you bringing visibility to them, we make money every time that reel plays. So if oh. your reel goes viral and gets a hundred thousand views, we're making money from that and gaining incredible visibility. And it costs you nothing if the song fits what content you're making. Totally. So I have again, five songs, six come Monday, please consider using one of them for reels or for TikTok. They're all over. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Lauren LaGrasso across all platforms. My podcast is called Unleash Your Inner Creative, and you can find it wherever good podcasts are found. Um, and, and that show really is about um, loving yourself enough to go after whatever it is that's on your heart and redefining your relationship with fear. So it's not leading your life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to listen to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, honestly, like there's so many great interviews on there. I think you too, especially with how attuned spiritually and like emotionally attuned you are, I think you'd really, really love it. A lot of good. Tools Do you ever listen to or read anything, Gabby Bernstein? Some of the stuff that you say and talk about reminds me a lot of like her, her work. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love her. I actually know her assistant really well. Like we've been talking for a while trying to get her on my show. So I'll keep you updated on that. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going to manifest it. It's going to happen. Cause we yes. just talked about it. This just basically means it was meant it was, it's going to happen. Yes. You just gave me the invitation to reach yeah. out again. So I'm going to Okay. Do and another really random person. Do you know who Lizzie yeah. Jeff is? I don't. She's an indie artist that when you were, when you were describing the process of finding new artists, she was kind of that way on some of my like at the playlist is called goddess code and okay. her song is actually called goddess code. If you look her up, she has like a lot of really cool songs about manifestations, but that's how I found her. And now I'm obsessed with her, like follow her on Instagram and all the platforms. And I post her music all the time. And then now we're going to do this with you also, Lauren. So it's going to be the same thing. And you're going to get on that Spotify playlist and it's going to yes. be crazy. And then everyone's going to be posting your songs on reels and we're speaking it into existence. We're speaking. I'm it. so <laughs> grateful. And thank you for supporting indie artists and for supporting other women. And the, the last yeah. thing I'll say is you can pre-save, uh, or actually my song will be out by then. So just add it to your library. Yeah. Like that makes a huge difference. The song's out today, the fourth, right? This, this so comes. our episodes come out on Thursday. So you're actually going to come out this Thursday and then oh it'll be, so it'll be like a pre, so you can pre buy it if you want to. And then like, just kind of, this is Monday, I think is. Yes. Of National course. Poor, of course it's on a Monday, the worst freaking day, but, but yeah, so it'll be yeah. a few days. You'll have a few days to, to, to pre-sell or pre-buy. Okay. Yeah. Pre-save um, it. It's at the link in my bio. Um, and that also helps tremendously and gives okay. people, uh, like people at Spotify and Apple music, more of a desire mm -hmm. to put me on their playlist. So, yeah. and I'm actually Pandora weirdly. I don't know if anyone's like, obviously oh, people are still using it. I They've given me it. the most support out of any of these streaming platforms. So really definitely wow. check me out on Pandora. I've actually like found some of my favorite indie artists Same. from listening to my own station on there. Same. Um, I found this incredible That's singer, cool. Dodie. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's got a like lot of good songs about heartbreak. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I have heard of that name. I I've some of my favorite artists I've learned from Pandora cause I've had it since high school and I'm like, well, you know, some of these playlists I've really curated and spent some time in on, uh, yeah. you know, hitting like, or not like, <laughs> so, you know, it just, it, I love, I love Pandora. So I do too. And I feel like they do a better job than any other yeah. resource I've used to like help you curate new music yes. that you genuinely like. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that definitely, if you like Pandora, like us, you can follow me on there too. Mm -hmm. Lauren loves okay. Pandora. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, try I'm trying to find, I want to give one more recommendation for you guys. I can't find it though. Now <laughs> there was another, there's another indie artist that I really love. And I feel like you both would really like her, but I can't, I can't find her now. Well, now we know Lauren LaGrasso is an indie artist that we all know and love. Yes. Um, please go support her. Go to her Instagram. The link in her bio has everything there, it sounds like. So, um, I, you know, link in bio is always a great thing. It's all in one place. <laughs> we love a link in bio moment. Yes, yes we love a link in bio moment. But Tiffany, are you still looking for this? And do you want to do you want to? Do the I'm exit? fixating now. I'm like, oh Lord. Virgo. Once I'll send fixate, it to I'm you. like, I can't. I... <laughs> She'll send it okay, to you. Okay. Her artist name is just Activation on, oh. on Spotify. I love that. Y'all, it's really, really fun. 
just like okay. really fun, cool manifestation songs. Very like vibey. I need to write a manifestation song. This is the key. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like I have friends who've been writing songs with Zodiac stuff in it with like astrology yeah. stuff and it's doing really well. Like yeah. anything we can do in this area right now mm-hmm. goes through the roof. That's so true. We, we know really... we're in the age of Aquarius now. We've just dipped in. It's just crazy. I know. <laughs> cue, cue the music. Um, yeah, it's like for the next like 2000 years and it's going to, we're all going through this like spiritual awakening almost. So I think that's why a lot of people who were like, nah, astrology is so dumb. Blah, blah, blah. It's all woo woo, witches and whatever. Um, a lot of those people are now like, okay, actually maybe it is kind of cool. There's some truth to it. Like I can't even tell you the amount of people I talk to about yeah, the astrology. jokes on the Catholics turns out the pagans were right. <laughs> That's the whole time. And I think you can have everything coexist, you know, like hundred percent, 100%. I like using it all. Like I, I'm very much like a little cherry picker of spirituality. So for sure, a hundred percent, it's the separation that causes real issue. Like we shouldn't, it's, it's one, we can all be one. Yes. Yes. I agree. But we cannot thank you enough for coming on our podcast today. Yes, thank you so much. So much fun talking to you. I knew it. I knew I would like you, especially now knowing you're an Aquarius. But and you're um, a really good storyteller. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think pandemic brain just like the focus is is not there. If it's not direct, I'm like, wait, where am I? <laughs> but I was totally captivated by your storytelling. So yeah. I want to give you like a, a hat tip that you are. Wait, a tip of the hat. A tip of the hat. Yeah. I would have taken the hat tip. A tip in my hat. <laughs> you are a good storyteller. So oh, thank you, Tiffany. I think you are too. The the juice or the sparkling water story had me captivated and it had a great beginning, middle, and end. So I'd like to give us all props for being great at what we do. Let's just all give ourselves a, a hat tip. We should all give ourselves a, a hug and tip. tell ourselves we love ourselves. Oh, oh I love oh, hugging myself. It just me. feels so good. Oh, you're doing so good. We're oh. doing great, guys. <laughs> Uh, I adore you. My heart literally flutters every time I do it. So I don't know (laughs) if I've just tricked myself into thinking that I'm hot shit or what. I I held my own hand (laughs) and it literally gave me chills. I was like, Oh, you can be this tender with yourself. You can be this tender with yourself. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I have nice hand holding hands. (laughs) Just caressed. And they deserve to be held. I do that. I like scratch my arm or like scratch my own back sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. This is where yeah. all good masturbation starts, honestly. I mean, you gotta warm, you gotta like just if you're not holding drug. hands before you insert it's all about or penetrate, then you know you have to. Did you Don't even ask yourself? If it's okay. <laughs> okay, we are really going off the rails here, but okay. thank you so much. Thank um, you. We will have you on anytime. I cannot wait to hear your song. Um, go follow her on Instagram. She's also posts like some really funny stuff on there too about about this song specifically. I'm loving the content. I can't wait. Um, but but yeah, you now have permission, permission to, to exit. exit.
I know I got it.